You are listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, online at bethanynaz.org. The International Church of the Nazarene is led by six general superintendents, and this morning we are blessed to have one of those with us this morning, Dr. Graves, Dr. David Graves, would you please stand? A good friend. Could you make him feel really welcome this morning? I've known Dr. Graves for years. He's been a great encouragement to me. I said to him last night in his text, why don't you preach first service at least? I'll preach second. He said, since I've preached 22 times in the last 30 days, I think I'll pass. Yeah. He's a busy man. I was on the phone this week with a lady who attends our church. She's going through some tough times. Even though you don't know her name, you could pray for her. When I say tough times, I mean tough times. It's, uh, it's one after another. She's facing stuff I've never faced in my life. It's interesting on the phone call. She never said anything like this to me. She didn't say, hey, Pastor Rick, can you tell me why God's letting this happen to me? She never said, do you think God's angry with me? She never asked me if I thought God was punishing her for something she had done in her past. She never said to me, why do you think God doesn't love me like he used to? But I was inspired by what she did say. She said, Pastor Rick, where would I be without God's love? (laughs) I am overwhelmed by God's love. I'm surrounded by God's love. I'm so thankful that God loves me. You, You know what I wonder sometimes? I wonder if that might be the most important truth that we could comprehend. God loves me. You remember it was Tozer who said, what comes to a person's mind when they think of God is the most important thing about a person. What comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. And so if I ask you, how many of you know that God loves you? I got a feeling almost every hand in the room would go up. But let me ask you a different question. Do you believe in your heart this morning that God deeply loves you? So I read James Bryan Smith's Good and Beautiful You a few months ago, and I said I want to do a series around at least the first five chapters of the guide. And so we started by saying that you have a soul. You are a living soul. But you are an embodied soul, right? You have a body, sacred body. You have a living soul, which constitutes humanity. That's what it means to be human. And then we said you are desired by God. God desires a relationship with you. And today I just want to spend a few minutes in this conversation about the fact that God loves you. And I want you to believe it before you walk out the door. So James Bryan Smith quotes Andy Crouch. Let me give you the words. He says, two questions haunt every human life. What are we meant to be? And why are we so far from what we are meant to be? Two questions haunt every human life. What are we meant to be? And why are we so far from what we are meant to be? 
Smith says, I've spent most of my life haunted by that. Who I was created to be and who I actually am. And then he says, the gap between the two, that gap made it almost impossible to believe I was loved. By God and by others. When I think about what God sees that I could become. And the reason we talk about you from God's view is because I don't know that many of us really see ourselves as God sees us. But then when I think about what I actually am, it seems like there's a really big gap between the two. And it leaves many of us wondering, how could God love me? When I at times seem to fall so short of his dreams for my life. And so what I want to do this morning is turn to God's word. And I want to talk about God's love. So let's go to 1 John chapter 4. John's writing a church that is so, they're divided. Some are not for sure that Jesus is the Messiah. There's deceivers among them. He wants to bring unity to them. And so he just does good theology. He talks about the fact that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all, none. He talks about God being spirit. And then he talks about God as love. So let me take you to John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 12. Dear friends, he says, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Crucial statement. That's the source. Everyone who loves, the verb tense would be everyone who keeps on loving, who lives this life of love, has been born of God and knows God. But whoever does not love does not know God. They're a stranger to God. Because God is love. Would you say those three words with me? God is love. It's not saying that God loves. It's different. He's saying God is love. Love is not something God does on occasion. God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. It sounds a lot like John 3.16. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God has loved us, we also ought to love one another. And the last sentence, no one has ever seen God, but, <laughs> but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is the word of God for the people of God and all the people said with energy, thanks be to God. Let me, let me share a story from James Bryan Smith, and I will move on from him. But he talks about playing basketball in high school. And he said, one weekend, I had a very, very good weekend. I was the leading scorer in the league. In our Friday night game, he said, I scored 25 points. In the Saturday night game, I scored 26 points. 
He said, I walked in the door. My dad had gotten home before me. He was in the living room. Television was on. And I was expecting something pretty strong from him. Maybe a hug. Proud of you. Quite a weekend. When I walked in the door and said, hey. He turned to me and said, hey. Did you know? That you missed four free throws tonight? I said, yeah, I know. He said, I think it was your feet. Your stance was off. That's why you missed all four. I said, okay. And I headed upstairs. I think what I wanted was to fill his love. It's what we all long for, right? Love. But but love from others can seem very conditional, right? Do you know what the truth is? Love from others is sometimes conditional. There's been many times in my life when I've thought to myself, that person loves me. And I love it when somebody loves me. I just feel loved. And then something happens. And I find myself saying, it doesn't feel like that person loves me like they used to love me. You ever experienced that? You want to know something else? People have felt the same thing for me. True story. We're not capable of loving like God loves. And so we have this false narrative. And here's what the false narrative is. Here's the false narrative. God loves us. Conditionally. See, what we do is we take the love that we experience from others. And we transfer that idea of love onto God. And we say to ourselves... That God loves me when I'm doing really, 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 really good. But if I'm not doing really, 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 really good, then God doesn't love me like he loves me when I'm doing really, really good. We want to feel unconditional love from God. But it's difficult because the love that we feel from others is always conditional. And it's based on how we look. Or on what we have. Or on what we do. How we behave. And so we can be in a relationship with someone. Or have a relationship. A friendship with someone. And it can turn on a dime. Because of a choice that we make. And so while we want to feel. That God loves us unconditionally. It's difficult. Because all the love we feel on the earth. Feels like it can sometimes seem, even if it's not, conditional. And here's the truth. God's love for us is not based on how we look. It's not based on what we have. And it's not based on what we do. Oh, so you're saying what I do doesn't matter. No, I didn't say that at all. (laughs) What you do matters. 
Because God loves you so much that he wants you to have the best life possible. And what you do really influences that a great deal. And he wants you to have heaven in your future. And what you do influences that a great deal. I'm saying to you that God loves you. And nothing will change that. And it's not based on anything except that he loves us. You say, how do you, how do you know that? Well, let me tell you how I know it. Okay? The word of God tells me today that God is love. So sometimes we love and sometimes we don't love. That is not possible with God. God is love. Let me take you back to the word, okay? This is how God showed his love among us. All right? Literally, in the Greek, this is how God revealed his character to us. This is like an unveiling, okay? God God just said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lift the veil I'm going to roll back the curtain. I'm going to let you see who I am. I'm going to let you experience all of me. I'm going to let you understand my character, all right? This is how God revealed his love among us. He sent his, now sent apostolo, mission, all right? Sent on a very specific mission. He sent his one and only, literally divine son, into the world that we might live through him. Live is not bios. That would be physical life, like I'm standing here alive, my heart's beating, blood's pumping through my body. He doesn't use that word. He uses the word zoe, which is, which is life. It's like the life of God in us. It's eternal life. It's life that's abundant. It's life that's full. God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is how he showed his love to us. Look at the next verse. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son. You see, God takes the initiative. God came to where we are. It's God doing it all. It's God saying, I love you so much. I'll come to where you are. He sent his son as an atoning to cover over our sin because sin is serious. Sin has to be dealt with. Something has to be done about our sin. He sent his son as atoning sacrifice Jesus willingly laid down his life so that our sins could be forgiven. Relationship with God was broken. Somebody's got to do something. God says, I will do it. He sends his son, willingly lays down his life. This is, if, if you're saying to me, how do you know God loves us? What does love look like? This is it. It's the gospel. Who would do this for somebody? And God says, I would do it for you. Because I love you. If, if, if the gospel message of Jesus coming into this world, God sending his one and only son into the world to die on a cross for your sins, if that doesn't express to you God's love for you, I, I don't know what I can say. You know, I, I grew up, it's Mother's Day, I'm going to have to talk about my mama. Um, she turned 87 yesterday. So I called her on the phone. She would tell you the old gray mare ain't what she used to be. Uh, she's got, she's got some physical and eyesight issues. But, but I, I think that my understanding of God's love has been formed by my mother's love. And it's where we're headed in this text, by the way. 
My, my, my mother loves deeply. My mother loves everybody. I remember one time I said to my mother, I was struggling with somebody. And I said, I'm, I don't know what to think, Mom. And my mom said, well, you of all people. She said, we are going to love whoever walks through that door. And, and that's just the way she's lived her life. And if you really miss it, she'll say, now aren't you pretty? That's the worst thing in the world my mother could ever say to me. It just melts me. I, I'm sorry, Mama. I know I'm wrong. But, but I've, just, I've just watched her love. And, and her love has informed my view of God. That, that's where we go in this text. I, I, I love this church and I love being a part of this church and I love the history of the church and I love learning about the history of the church. And I'm telling you, from day one, when I moved to Bethany, Oklahoma, and I began to get to know you as a church family, I began to hear about Pastor G. Ponder Gilliland who came in the early 60s. And the story is the same over and over again by everybody who tells me this story. We heard a lot of preaching over the years, a lot of good preaching, but Pastor Gilliland preached a different message. He preached about grace. And we hadn't heard a lot of preaching about grace. But he was all about grace, God's grace. And I'd lived my whole life thinking I didn't deserve God's love. And he said, you don't. But he just freely lavishes his love on you. I like that verse. One of my friends said it's like pouring syrup on a pancake. Just lavishes his love on you. I don't, I don't know all the words to say, but I like these words. God loves you and there's not a thing in the world you can do about it. God loves you and there's not one thing you can do about it. And listen to me. There's nothing you can do to make God love you more. He loves you. And speaking of pancakes, everyone I've ever seen has two sides. And here's the other side. There's nothing you can do to make God love you less. Nothing. Because love is not something God does Love is who God is. He cannot not love. God is not capable of not loving you. He loves you. And until we come convinced of that, we can't live into who we were meant to be. Because like Jesus had a mission, we have a mission. Let me give you the verse, okay? Back to my mother. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete. Tell us this is about that for which we were created. His love is made complete in us. Here's what I'm trying to say. When we love one another, the unseen God is seen in us. 
I got to say it again. When we love one another, the unseen God is seen in us. I saw God in my mother all these years. So let me, let me, let me wrap it up here, okay? Um, I was on the phone this week with Chick Shaver, an evangelist, a preacher, a professor. He's given his life to sharing the gospel, you know. He says to me on the phone, and, and he and I worked on staff together in Kansas City First Church years ago. Uh, Chick had been there for years, and I came as my first full-time job. Um, and, and one of my jobs was to make announcements on Sunday morning. I wasn't very good at it. Um, like Brighton, who made announcements with me this morning, he's better at it. Um, I remember one of my first times, I was so nervous, I couldn't stand it. And, and I was announcing that Chick was teaching a class, but I got all kind of anxious. And I said, that class will be taught by our very own Chick Shaver. And the place just rolled. They made fun of me for two minutes, you know. Um, he says to me on the phone, he says, I'm 88 years old, you know. I said, you are. He's still as busy as he can be. He said, Rick, when I was a young baby Christian, just saved out of college, I came to Bethany First Church on a Sunday morning and I shared my testimony. He said, E.S. Phillips was the pastor. I got some good smiles out of that right there. And he said, I'll never forget it. He said, the altars were just lined with people at the end of the service. He said, Sister Phillips told me that people were saved that morning. Marriages were restored that morning. God was just doing incredible things that morning. He said, it was like heaven. So he said, what's going on there? Well... God revealed, let's go back to the scripture, his love to Chick Shaver. He convinced Chick, Chick Shaver that he, almost did it again, that he loved him, right? And then he said, why don't we send young Chick down to Bethany? Because once he became convinced of my love for him, his life was transformed. And there's people there that need to know that I love him. And so let's send him down and tell them that I love them and let their lives be transformed and let their marriages be put back together and let them have a little heaven on earth and a little heaven after this life too. Do you understand this morning that this is, this is God? God loves you. God knows you. God sees you. God hears you. God has dreams about your future. The God who created everything loves you. Do you believe it? Lord, this morning, my heart's full. Your love is so great. You're so good. Would you this morning in these minutes just whisper into somebody's ear, I love you. And would you let them feel your love? Would you let them be overwhelmed by your love? 
There's no sin you won't forgive. There's no link you won't go to. You sent your son for heaven's sake. He died on a cross. Just give us the grace this morning to respond to your love. And I pray this in Jesus' name. You know, this morning, we're going to hear a great song that's going to remind us of how great God's love is. But, you know, it it could be that you're with family today. And I don't know, my Morgan's going to be with us in second service. And it's a special morning. Sometimes it's good to pray together as a family. Sometimes it's good to pray for family. I mentioned a lady going through some tough stuff earlier. You may be going through tough stuff. I want you to feel this openness to reach over and grab the hand of a family member and to say, let's go pray together this morning. Let's just be in God's presence together around the altar. You know, if you want to experience God's love today and receive his love, his forgiveness, his grace, come and receive it. We'll have pastors standing on this side and on this side. They'll be glad to pray with you this morning. Um, But why not just kind of just say, Lord, we just want to be in your presence over these next few minutes. And if you want to come and pray, just feel such freedom, just such freedom, just to come and pray. Invite somebody to come with you. They'll come. I've got a friend Closer than a brother There is no judgment Oh, how he loves me I've got a friend He is my strength He is my portion With me in the valley With me in the fire with me in the storm. Let all my life testify. Hallelujah. We are not alone. God really loves us. God really loves
Church, would you stand? All morning we've heard about God's great love for each and every one of us. I'm so grateful that God loves us. And I took away from it this morning that line, Pastor. God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. Go out into the world with his love. You are dismissed. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org.